0: Whether you keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs, these are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. Reptiles.
1: We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is is the the Reptile talk Talk Podcast. Hey, what is going on everybody? This is Jeremy Cardin from Brassman Reptiles.
0: I'm Rob, I'm creeping a reel. Hey, it has been a minute. Yeah, it's been a hot second. Yeah, since we've done the podcast. and
1: uh, But we're excited because tonight is a double header. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got an episode right now and then uh, right after this episode we'll be recording another episode that'll just be Rob and I. Uh, just kind of doing not the official end of the year recap, but uh, a, a mini one and talking about some of the things that are upcoming for 2023, mm. uh, which I'm excited. About. What? And we'll be talking about the hobby. Oh, yes. And the state, the state of the hobby. It seems to be quite the interesting topic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pay attention to what's been going on in social media land. Um, But I want to give a shout out to everybody that's already in the chat, both YouTube and Facebook. Uh, Thank you guys so much for already tuning in. Um, If you're on YouTube, you know the deal. If you feel so inclined, feel free to drop us a super chat. um, And uh, of course, we'll highlight that and answer whatever question you might have. uh, Or, you know, if you want to shout somebody out or whatever. Um, So just, uh, man, I'm just super excited to be back uh it's been pretty crazy so how have you been rob things been good and crazy
0: yeah yeah it's uh, the, the herping has definitely slowed down um as we're getting towards the colder weather and it feels like north carolina just like it was like summer 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 boom cold ass weather <laughs> and so uh I've been not stressed, but I've been like, why am I not finding snakes? I, I'm just finding the <laughs> fossorial stuff again. And it's like the first week of November is when I moved to North Carolina. So that's what I started here. Herping was just like whatever you, I'm finding right now. But salamanders is this is a good time of year for salamanders. And then also a knolls. This is like the, t- if you want to see a knolls in the Carolinas, like fall, November, December, and then like, end of march beginning of april are like the best time to see green anoles because they're just freaking everywhere and there's no foliage on the trees so they're just like out and you can see them wherever you go
1: heck yeah and if you want to see every other anole species, go check out herp time on instagram
0: (laughs) bro bro
1: because armin has some insane anoles
0: uh i was literally looking at those and i was like holy moly do i need ai i don't i don't need knolls, but like <laughs> but i need a well <laughs> dude the the he's posted the spotted ones i don't remember what species they are but i remember seeing those in florida i think either florida or dominica i can't remember but when i was younger when i was a kid i remember being someplace and seeing those and being like these are the craziest looking anoles i've ever seen they got these big spots on them like their they're base colors kind of bland but then They've got these real cool colored spots all over them. I'm like, man, those things are yeah. cool as hell.
1: Yeah, he's got some pretty pretty insane ones. Uh, I think we, we might have to reach out to him to get him on and have an annul episode. I think uh, that needs to happen.
0: That'd be awesome.
1: Um, but
0: tonight, though... Our guest, I'm so hyped. As yeah. Someone we both have known online for quite a while, but... It's- haven't been able to nail down or or we haven't like met in person and this is the first time that we're having a a group discussion here so i'm super pumped tonight we're going to be talking about corrales we're going to be talking about tree boas and uh you want to bring on? you want to bring on
1: let's do it god sorry (laughs) (laughs) so we've got randy piggies coming on what's good dude
0: how's it going guys Dude, so pumped to have you on. It's crazy to think to here. for like how long ago or how long we've known each other through the interwebs and then getting to have a little yep. sit down chat discussion about uh, some of the coolest yeah. boas that are out there. I'm just saying next to Candoia, Corrales yeah. are the Hell coolest.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Kandoia too, though. I just don't have any at the moment. Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man, I,
2: yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, man. Yeah, I remember talking to you guys back in the day when, you know, like before Google owned YouTube and when like mm-hmm. YouTube was just kind of an informational thing and educational and it wasn't all sensational. Yeah. Yeah, it know, wasn't that's TV. More when I was <laughs> in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the way our society's gone, but you know, it still has its place.
0: Yeah, true.
2: true I'm true. curious to see what the yeah. next
0: thing is because right now Twitter is imploding. And so when, th- the projections are like Twitter's only going to be around for probably another couple weeks before it just right. like has to file for bankruptcy and is done. Um, so I I'm curious to see what the next called, thing like, is.
2: Rumble maybe or something like that. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, Rumble. Yeah, yeah,
0: something like that. I don't so
2: know. there'll be competitors out there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the wonders of the metaverse. <laughs> no, I know. No. Uh, crazy to think where
0: we'll be in 20 years, though, you know. Who knows? For real. For real. Because people are going to be listening to this even in three years, and they're going to be like, Rumble? What do they mean? That's like everyone right. uses Rumble. <laughs> Come on. What the fuck? I know. <laughs>
2: so God. what's up, man? What do you guys know? You, you guys want to talk about Tribos first? You guys want to
0: dabble a little bit about Dominicans, too? Is that okay? I'm down because we had childbrotherist at, uh, at nerd and I was not directly raising some of those babies, but I was helping out raise some of those babies and they were kind of a pain in the butt to get started. Yeah. Once they were started, they're okay, but oh, getting yeah. them started was a pain in the butt. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. I had, I had two litters this year and to be honest, I haven't had any pass on me. I, I've just, I kind of knew going into it, like what uh, I needed to do and I needed to just be patient Mm -hmm. Um, some of them, it took almost two months before they even took their first meal, but I was Mm -hmm. okay with that, you know? Yep. Some Um, people panic. Yeah. I think we get in our own heads, you know, and that's the problem is we mess it up and I'm so busy. I got five kids. I got two businesses and, you know, like 60 plus animals. So I have to prioritize my time and I can't be in this room all the time. Like I'd like to, but that's probably good for the animals.
0: Mm hmm yeah honestly they much prefer it when people are like well i really want to get into breeding these things and i'm like well first off you Mm -hmm. cannot be taking them out every day to take a picture of them i know that you want to take pictures of your animals and they're really cool (laughs) but they are going to do so much better breeding wise if you just leave them the hell alone
2: yes yes i know i get stressed out people are like hey I got kids, you know, can they can they come over and hold your snakes? And I'm like, I don't own my snakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do, but it's a different situation, you know. I get stressed out even when my photographer comes over, you know. It's just I don't like putting
0: them through stress
2: that they don't need to be in.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. It all boils down to that yeah. stress factor. Yeah, it does. It's hard on reptiles,
2: you know. It'll mm-hmm. actually kill them, and people don't realize that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. That threshold and it's crazy because that threshold really does vary so greatly per species. So you really need to be into yeah. what you're working with and and really know when that's a problem.
2: Mhm. Oh, great time,
0: great time. <laughs> <yeah>. I know. <laughs> <Good> idea. <laughs> I know.
2: <laughs> bad guys. You're good. But anyways, no, because the power went out here. So all my lights are all off. I need to oh, get long. those wireless ones and stop being old school. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. When you can just walk in and you have like a little pad on the wall, like a little Velcro piece and you can just be like, boop, 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 yeah. everything comes on. And then just like, do, do, dude, everything turns off. It's very
2: I know. I'm just old school. You know, it's like, I got a old dog and new tricks,
0: you know, mm-hmm. it's hard. Yep. Yeah. yeah, true. <laughs> I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> so for the i want to ask uh for the pairings for the dominicans um what phases yeah. did you pair to make your offspring because i know that there's like pastels there's the red ones there's the yeah. more browns and all that sort of stuff so what was the pairings that you did i heard you talk a little bit about it on um i think it was thn um but i, w- I just wanted to ask and, and see, get down yeah. to the nitty-gritty
2: yeah so what i did is um you know everyone's focusing on the reds the super reds you know paul boden does those mm-hmm. uh, and they're gorgeous you know um chad over at uh, golden coast uh exotics he has some like superb like he, his are probably some of the best in the country you know they're gorgeous uh but what i wanted to see is a little diversity and a lot of people used to call them uh, excuse me haitian boas but yep. it's actually the same species. I mean, they really should be called like a Hispaniolan boa or something like mm-hmm. that, you know, because it's just maybe locality differences or I don't it's not a separation between species. They're do do the same thing. So I wanted to see more of uh, you know, I saw these what people were calling pastels. Uh, and it looks very similar to like maybe a brettles python patterning. Um, mm-hmm. you know, very rich rusty red colors. Uh, and I like that, but it had cream color in between all of that. So the contrast was, was nice. And I thought, well, maybe, you know, someone could work with this and, and produce something nice. So I have uh, a pastel and I pa- paired up with another pastel. Cool. Uh, I really wanted that pair to go. Uh, and then I had two red males, uh, they're brothers. Uh, one of them I call Deadpool. A lot of people know that one, mm-hmm. uh, but I paired both the males up with Pumpkin, my orange female. Ooh, so, that's cool. Yeah. And it, it's cool to see because, you know, I talk to people and some people uh, do straight pairings and other people will do group pairings. Like I know I've talked to, uh, you know, Vanessa Crutchfield and stuff, and, and they mm-hmm. like to do group stuff uh, and leave them together all the time. And and people like Chad like to to really stick with the pair so they know what they're getting. Uh, but I figured they're brothers. They have this pretty much the same genetics. They're both red. Who cares? Mm-hmm. You know, yep. so yeah. So it was just cool to see them though, because both these males were wrapped over the female tight for months, mm-hmm. for months, mm-hmm. man. They didn't want anything to do with anything else. Um, and you know, I, I just I just kind of watched them just like any. I figured, you know, I'm just gonna treat them like any normal uh, bode species, you know, just kind of when we get a storm front or we get a little cold front come in i just open the window in here yeah i open the window throw them together and you know i just i hit chat up and he's like yeah just leave them together for a while and see what happens and i saw i saw locking happen so i started pulling some of my other pairings amazons and green tree pythons because i was like if i get all of these babies to go (laughs) i had like five pairs and i'm like no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> so I was like, let's just focus on the Dominicans. Yeah. And then like I, their ovulation was a little questionable to me because I haven't mm. seen one yet in this species. Um, but w- when I saw them both donut curl underneath the heat mm. every day and then retreat every night, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> both are going at the same
0: time. <laughs>
2: And and That's I don't know cool. if you guys heard on the uh, THN, but like the way I found them was, you know, the mom was almost like hiding her babies from me because I didn't mm-hmm. want to bother them. So I just make sure they have fresh water and I have big cork rounds and stuff in there to to kind of give them cover. And, uh, you know, one day I was like, oh, I haven't seen them in a while. And I looked down and I saw a baby in the water bowl. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I go in there and the mom's like wrapped Talk up around them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She like is like guarding them. And I'm like, how long have they been here? And me, <laughs> I haven't, ha- you know, I've done the Amazons and the Chondros and they're all shedding out. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, is this week one or two? Or like, like, <laughs> what is going on? You know? Cause I, I've never produced anything that sheds immediately like that. I guess Candoya yeah. can do that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, I had took, you know, I had asked a couple of people that question. I was trying to like get in my head. I was like, what, "What's going on?" You know, and I was like, "Well, let me check the other female." Boom, same thing. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, I have thirty-three babies now to deal with <laughs> before I go to right before I was supposed to go to bed." So
0: <laughs> it's it's better that you found them before you're supposed to go to bed than before you're supposed to go yes. to work. work that is work. the worst. That's the yeah. worst.
2: But I'm the boss. I would say, hey. You guys can
0: figure this out for a little bit. So Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Dude, that's
0: that. that's awesome. So right off the bat, have you noticed any difference in coloration between the red orange pairing and the pastel pairing? Absolutely.
2: When they first came out,
0: it was like you can tell off
2: the bat the pastels, they're mm. almost all of them are going to be pastels, right? Mm. And they're like the lighter lighter color right and they're yeah. they're like carbon pythons where they're kind of ugly ducklings and mm-hmm. they kind of grow out grow into themselves yep. so they start more brown and drab anyways but you probably wouldn't not- notice but i have two litters side by side so you can see like one is really dark and mm-hmm. one is really light the pastels mm-hmm. are light and the other ones were dark and then now as they get older and i've been feeding them Uh, at nighttime, I'll go in here because they have that dial color shift where they go Mm -hmm. from day to night. Uh, and I, I want to see them at nighttime when they're looking their best. And then I kind of write on the little blue tape, like, okay, I think this one's going to be red. I think this one's going to be an orange. I think this one's going to be like high contrast or pastel, you know, so that I can kind of keep an eye on those ones to see if it's going to go the same direction I think it's going to go. But yeah, Um, I'm interested in, in, and making things other than the reds, because if, people get some of these oranges like they are gorgeous man like they
0: are they're smoking now the real question is are you sick of telling people that you are not going to get a calico dominican red mountain boa because i don't work (laughs) with them and i'm sick of telling people that they're not going to get a calico dominican red mountain boa
2: well I mean they could they could reach out to, to vanessa and and get her line of calico but i think they want bob o's you know yeah, and, the
0: undercurrents yeah
2: yeah yeah and uh i haven't seen those even replicated yet you know they
0: haven't like, been replicated
2: yeah <laughs> they <haven't> so been. <laughs> he had a trio i know and they were gorgeous
0: but it could have just been kind of a you know one-off fluke thing. who knows yep yeah paradox <laughs> yeah I think it's so funny because whenever I hear people say, Oh, I want to get a Dominican Red Mountain boa, like that's my dream species. I know that they're probably talking about a calico. And I'm like, There are, are there are cooler ones than just the cat. Like, don't get me wrong. Yes. The calico absolutely. is cool, but mm-hmm. there are so many other variations of them that are just as cool. They're like, absolutely. Well, I really man. want a white one. And it's like, Well, you're not going to get it it's or like good
2: when, luck like yeah even when they were for sale they're 30 grand or something yeah. like that you know
0: yeah and then it's it's like people who post the picture of the solid black leopard that was produced by danny mendez right the, it's the all black one they're like oh, i want a black it was on tree boa and it's like well if matured into a leopard like it just ended yeah. up looking like a regular leopard as it got older so did um, danny
2: produce that or did rory produce that
0: i thought it was danny uh, well here's the deal i saw i'm pretty sure i saw danny say that he produced it from a leopard Mm. leopard pairing i think it was rory all right that wouldn't i mean it
2: would make sense Uh, danny's more of the tiger guy yep but yeah i think that's what happened you know rory needs to be out more because that guy is is his his animals are phenomenal man and people don't know about him (laughs) i probably do more promoting on that guy within my amazon circle i'm just like hey he's got his list I picked mine. Here you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? you got to tell them
0: after you pick yours.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. If people seen Freak Show, they know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. It still doesn't compare to Carnage though, man. He's he's not Carnage level yet. How's that animal doing?
1: Man, that, that male is doing spectacularly well. I actually, I just fed them. I, I wanted to, so I've been home for the week and I, I've been I'm trying to catch up on like, rest because i spend so much time on the road but i said to myself i was like i gotta get new pictures of carnage you know and uh Mm -hmm. i never got pictures of carnage and then what the hell did i do today i fed everything and i leave again on monday (laughs) you'll get everybody you'll get christmas pictures everybody's gonna get an e-christmas card and it's gonna be carnage
2: Uh, we better see it (laughs) but um, uh yeah
1: he's doing great man he's doing great i uh I certainly enjoy staring at all of my Amazons, but uh, he's he's definitely got is Isn't support. it
2: nice, especially in those black box cages? Man, that was looking mm. good. Yeah, that's that dope, yeah. man. I, I love it. Yeah, thank you, man. <laughs> yeah, I ha- I even have some like arboreal tub racks, and I'm thinking about maybe getting cages instead there too. You know, I'm trying to do away with some of the tubs, but I I, I don't want to keep a huge collection. I want to be able to kind of enjoy my animals, come in here and see them doing their thing.
0: Hell yeah. You.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I I have to uh go through pro- it'll probably happen either December or January. I have to go through and like spruce up all the cages. I I finally want to get some greenery in there and stuff and I'm like mm-hmm. I'm trying to come up with different ideas so that when I go to that wall of cages I can just be like,
2: yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I I tried it. Like I got the Arcadia lights and I tried to do naturalistic with live plants. And I've tried bioactive and it's just, it's so much more work than people really think, especially with snakes. And Amazon tree would probably be a a decent candidate if you have a large enough enclosure and you let it grow in first. Mm -hmm. Um, But but yeah. And I just got to the point where like even fake plants and stuff, they get all dusty and shit. And I'm just like, and you get like urates all over and I'm like, nah. So I just do like cypress mulch now and I do a lot of uh, natural branches. I'm trying to get away from like PVC and stuff because I just I people ask me like why I see your animals perch all the time, you know, and I and I'd say my animals perch between like 60 and 70 percent of the time because I give them natural perching options and then I don't give them a floor hide. You know, I might give them an arboreal hide, but I don't give them a floor hide. So they don't really have that option. I mean, they could lay there if they want to. And and sometimes they do when they're going into shed and stuff. But yeah, yeah, that's 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 what's worked for me so far. Heck yeah
0: jeremy i just want you to know that um your amazons are the most like thing on my instagram page and always, <laughs> will be because whenever i post a picture of any of my animals people are like oh that's cool and then i post a picture of one of jeremy's amazons and it's like a thousand likes 1200 yeah. people are going crazy we need more it's of this the fl- and i'm like go your
2: flashiness, <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: There's a reason why I want to start an Amazon treebo oh, wall. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, did we freeze?
0: Oh, it freeze for man. just a second. You're good.
1: Just Yeah, we're back.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, but yeah, there's definitely a reason why I want to have a, a Corallis yeah. wall. And uh, yeah, I mean, how can you not? How can you not like these things? Man? Man. Yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, but that's yeah, what I want understand. Uh, like.
2: I'm trying to convert keepers. That's and that's why we're here. You know, like I just uh, Puget Sound pythons, Jeff and Kendra. I saw Dayton at the last show, and he said,
0: "Oh, it did freeze."
1: Oh, now we froze. Yeah.
0: Butt (laughs) scratcher. At
1: least it's a. At least it's a good face.
0: Oh, well. well, it's it's frozen, frozen we're back. Yeah, it's frozen. Uh, oh. I heard him, but it's still frozen.
1: OK, there we go. Can you hear there me go. now? Yeah, now there we we're... go.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Sorry, guys. Are you good? No, good. I don't know what's You're... going on. Uh,
1: it's uh, all but, good. But
2: what I was saying is, uh, you know, Dayton, Dayton was there with some reds. And I said, before you give me this option to buy them, let me introduce Amazon tribos to my friend Jeff. And I said, Jeff, there's a red female over there. And if you're going to get into Amazons, you start mm-hmm. there. And he went over and he's like, I bought her.
0: <laughs> and now he's obsessed. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I it. think it's interesting because a lot of people who are into like arboreals, they're like green tree pythons, green tree pythons. And it's like, uh, dude, they're just a they're green so snake on a stick. There's so many more yeah. and they just sit there. They don't like. They don't really do a whole lot. So, like, no. Amazons at least, you know, at least even see even them worse. in different areas <laughs> and they just move around. Yeah. Oh, no. I like I like emeralds way more than I like green trees. And mm. I will fight every single green tree person on that. <laughs> on the, uh, see, I'm not a green tree person. I just have them, you know. Like, I
2: don't really consider myself like a chondro head, you know. Mm-hmm. I just like to keep them and I breed them here and there, you know but the, i don't know what it is about emeralds i think their face structure with their heat pits is too exaggerated for my liking i love
0: that it looks like yeah. it's like it looks like it's like um oh my god what the heck Deformed. is it called <laughs> no oh man <laughs> <laughs> that's great um, it's like you know it's like cold, cold. it's like hp <laughs> lovecraft it's got like all these like crevices that are deep and it's just oh, like yeah. it looks like it wants to like eat you and i'm like yes that's yeah, so it freaking cool. like a dragon
2: that's for sure yeah
0: yeah <laughs> and then Greetry pythons are they just look like their face looks like a ball python to me it's just like round and they got these eyes Let's and i'm like. Yeah, I don't like that. I hate that. None of that. I don't it, want Ray. it. <laughs> uh, I saw that you were celebrating the green tree ball python hybrid, though. What a, <laughs> is that real or is this like a joke? I'm real. trying to figure out it's no, real, I but know. it's I, I heard that it's like, a I'm actually interested. Carpondro like... bred to a ball python. Okay, not, so that a, makes not sense. A green because tree. It
2: it looked like a carp, like one of them looked like carpet. Features, you know? Yeah. So I was confused. I said maybe they're just mixing babies up and trying to present it as that, but okay. Yeah. That makes more sense.
0: Unfortunately. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Makes me sick to my stomach.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I'm not really into that stuff, but I'm also curious, right? I mean, even if Rob doesn't want to like have them, if it grows up and looks cool, he'll probably be like, okay.
0: No, no, bye. Nah, no, I'll feed them to King Cobras. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, I just
2: don't understand what the need of that is, you know, but it, hybrids just don't appeal to me, really. It's, it, you know, like it's arboreal ball python. That people just want to be original, I think, is what they're doing. They just want to yes. stand out. And yep. sometimes it's just like, ah, I but you're doing it at the expense of what, you know? Like, yeah. Come on now. <sighs> exactly the uh, only
0: hybrids that i uh, i am somewhat okay with are the emerald amazon hybrids because one they're naturally occurring mm-hmm. and uh two they're actually interesting looking compared to the a lot of the other hybrids
2: yeah the one john martin used to have are just smoking
0: bro mm-hmm. yeah thank you jamesville jr hey, appreciate right you man on.
2: Thank you, James. Start,
1: starting off with helping Jeremy get a new laptop. Thank you.
0: I'm, I'm
1: going <laughs> to snag one uh, Black Friday. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> remember to hit that like button, y'all. Yes, thank you very much. Please hit that like button. Uh, share this video. And uh, we got genetics nerd Christina's in the house, too. Two of my favorite fellas. Proud of both of you. Keep doing the good work. Thank you very much. We appreciate the support, guys.
0: Hell yeah.
2: All right, man. I love seeing the love you guys get, you know, like you guys have always been passionate about the animal first, you know, before this community was where it is today. And that's why I look up to you guys. And in, in that aspect, you know, I remember Googling and finding Rob's video of him setting up Amazons in a big tub, you know, like, um, you know, and that's that's. I connect with that because I was there too on YouTube trying to just tell people how to take care of some of these animals and there was no information out there. So Mm
0: -hmm.
2: that's right on, man.
0: It was such a different time because I was just like, Mm -hmm. there's not really, because I I was like, I want to just watch all the videos about Amazon tree boas. And it was just like somebody who, yeah, it was like one person who went to a reptile expo and like pulled out this dehydrated Amazon tree boa that's (laughs) covered in stuck shed. And you're like, this is not what I meant. I I do not want to see this. (laughs) and so uh it was just easier for when like posting on forums and stuff to just like make a quick video and be like hey look i'm trying this thing what do you guys think of this and just like share that sort of stuff exactly Um,
2: and not like edit the videos and go crazy and everything like we just said this is how i do it
0: here yeah you know no 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 jump scares no uh no no sensationalism i was just like these are cool i like these
2: (laughs) yeah yeah except uh what's his name jeremy remember cute gay jason guy
0: he I, was a little bit before if, his
2: time man <laughs> he was
0: so before his time if he was around now bro yeah
2: he would be popular man the, the crazy thing is i i haven't
1: seen a post of his in a long time but probably like a yeah. year ago um i think it was he and he and i spoke because we were still friends on facebook
2: mm-hmm. uh, oh, right. and
1: i was like i was like dude do you like keep anymore like what's going on he's like nah yeah like kind of Uh, kind of ended up kind of phasing out of it but uh but yeah no man i read
2: read everything man yeah Yeah.
1: and he had some crazy
2: and chondras and burmese and rainbows like damn
1: man yeah he had some crazy stuff
2: oh yeah he walked me through you know I, i had greg maxwell's book and mm-hmm. and and Jason, you know, and he kind of just hey, this is what this is what I did and I took albinocondro.com the Damon Salsi's like igloo cooler cuz you know, I didn't have enough money to get all that other shit, but I made it work. Like people look at me now and they're like you produce condros in a red igloo cooler and I'm like <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It does. Uh, you, had yeah. Do, you had to do what you had to do. You know. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I just, you know, I mean, I decked it out, but it worked. It worked. It was pretty consistent. I'm actually more worried about my new one. You know, because I haven't mm-hmm. produced chondros in the new one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> and it's fancy. So. Yeah. We'll see. I
1: I think that's um. I think that's almost like a, a falsified narrative of of the industry today. We're like, you need to have the newest, nicest uh shiniest thing to be able to keep and and it's like it's like no man i mean yes it's great to have nice caging Mm -hmm. absolutely you know but uh just because it's nice and potentially functional doesn't mean it's the best thing out there you know you've been doing it for a while you have some tried and true uh products you know like this this most recent trip that i did back up to nerd kevin had got some uh uh habitat systems unlimited caging mm. and you, like, you don't see those anymore like those no. <laughs> old school yeah, and the, and i kid you not they look like they were just built yesterday and i'm like mm-hmm. oh my god but these cages are like 15 20 years plus, old yeah, <laughs> 20 yeah years they're old. like double walls right yeah yeah. yeah. so yeah. i was staring at these and i was like no. man
2: they don't make them like they used to <laughs>
1: yeah
2: no no, I, and and I wish I lived closer to Black Box, but I might have to give them a shot too eventually when I want to change everything, but I have a hodgepodge, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: AP cages, boa files, herptastic, you know, bars caging, like everything. So Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I'm really liking the Black Box. Um, you know, I've used AP cages for for years as well. Mm-hmm um i i even used boa master stuff before it before he made the jump to pvc which pissed me off Ah. i like a huge melamine order with him and then like two months later he's like new pvc line and i'm like but uh yeah yeah, i i think there's a lot of great cage manufacturers out there you know i i certainly have really been enjoying my black boxes but the the one thing i do like is times have progressed and more people are are diving into different facets of the industry yeah. there's a lot of great cage manufacturers that are out today um yeah oh
2: yeah
1: percent needed
2: yeah all that accessory stuff even rodents man i wish there was more rodent breeders i don't want to do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've got my yep. few some of them here and woo! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I just go hit up Jeff and Kendra. <laughs> at least my collection's small enough, they could take care of me. So yeah, they yeah. friends. I'd rather give them my money. True. Yeah. True. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. I just want to highlight
1: this real quick, Amy. All the way oh, from yeah, Australia. Amy I'm poor at the moment, but here's a few bucks for <laughs> Amy. You're amazing. Thank you so much for the support. We really appreciate it. All the way from Australia checking us out we definitely really appreciate it
0: hell yeah for uh so dominicans this year um Mm -hmm. amazons i really want to talk about some amazon genetics because me and jeremy were talking about this uh Mm -hmm. was it yesterday or whatever today yesterday whatever um but we were looking at a bunch of new genes have been popping up in the crested gecko yeah. world and we were just talking about how crested geckos have been bred very heavily for the last 10 years and then all of a mm-hmm. sudden like all of a sudden yep. now um yep. they're just all these new genes that are popping up and i was telling jeremy that in my opinion it probably has to do with when crested geckos first kind of hit the market and for the you know the ramp up of people breeding crested geckos uh, they basically just said, it's all polygenic. It's all just random. It's all a crapshoot. You're never going to figure it out. Just, just breed them. And if you get ones that kind of look a little bit similar, you might produce stuff yeah. that looks like that. And mm-hmm. I think that that really put a a damper on people's ability to pick out certain genes and be able yes. to work with their line breeding. And that really hasn't started to pick up until now, na- like, you know, the last maybe six or seven years and yeah. yeah, exactly. But Amazons have a very similar mindset where people are like, it's they just do. random. You can't figure it out. It's no, It's
2: all. It's and... Some of it is, but most of it is not. And we just need to work with it. It's like when people first saw these things in ball pythons that had less like traits that stood out as obvious as Amazons did, I don't understand. I'm like, do you people not realize that Amazon tribos could have more genetic diversity than ball pythons can? Like the potential with them is actually greater you Mm -hmm. know but no one has taken the time to do that you know like you cannot get the colors as a base morph for ball pythons than you can for amazons you know Mm -hmm. like it is intense with amazons and just a couple generations it increases what's up
0: noah
2: (laughs) 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 on it Yeah, man, but we talk about that all the time. We make that, you know, comparison with the crested geckos, you know. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff. Uh, we got some buddies that actually, they'll they'll take pictures, you know, or save pictures of each different phenotype that we've seen in the hobby, and we're trying to categorize them. Uh, not, not necessarily that they're all genetic, but just to kind of say, like, okay, these ones are all coming out like this when they're bred to this, and this happens, and we're just trying to, like, You know, we're watching the Amazon page and we're looking at history and we're talking to people that have been in this longer than us and we're trying to figure it out. You know, Uh, it's going to take a long time, but that's why I like it. You know, like I like a challenge.
0: Yeah. And one of the things that kind of sucks now uh, that a lot of people who are. Newer to Amazon as might not know, but there used to be a forum called Amazon Alliance where it was like mm-hmm. just hardcore Amazon people. They would yeah. post up their litters, they would post up what they're pairing, what they're breeding, and I remember just sitting on there and just like feeding I mean, all this information, just like staring at everyone's yeah. pairing, seeing what they produced, and noticing patterns of like, oh, when you yeah. pair something kind of like this to something like this, you end up getting a variety, but you also pretty consistently hit on this like one of the things that yep. i uh, i remember very vividly is that when people paired uh halloweens to animals that had a red base color or mm-hmm. even yellow sometimes they would produce a higher percentage of ones that are not a higher percentage but like a decent percentage of animals that were red based or mm-hmm. had a, like a solid red color to them yep. and like when i think about People who are talking about, oh well, Halloween's are such a waste. They're such, they're just gardens, no, blah blah blah. And it's like, bro, they're when they're babies, they're red. Like most of the time, they're red and black. Like mm-hmm. there has to be some red element to their genetics. So when so it makes sense
2: to see a Halloween,
0: yeah. bro they are my favorite. Like, I love a goodbye color. I love a red or whatever. Right. But Halloween's are my absolute favorite. And People are like, well, they change when they're a uh, 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 baby into an adult. And it's like almost then every Amazon tree Exactly. Yeah. Then they're black and white. Yeah. Halloween's are one of the only Amazon tree phenotypes where you can have a baby and know exactly what it's going to look like as an adult. Because yeah. you can have solid – Colored animals as babies that develop pattern as they grow, or mm-hmm. develop a second color as they grow. You can have um, animals that are bicolor as babies, and then they end up being tricolors, or end up getting black patterning on yep. them. There's Absolutely. there's so there's so many different ways that they can grow and change as they're becoming adults.
2: Yeah. That
0: Halloween's are one of the only ones where you're like, oh, this is what it looks like as a baby. That's what it's gonna look like as an adult. And like, I remember I got in a huge, huge, huge argument on Amazon Alliance with everyone on there (sighs) because they were talking about doing an Amazon registry, which is like, now we're just seeing, uh, I think Morph Market's coming out with something. And then Cabelka just came out with something like that too, which I've Mm -hmm. been like, since then I was like, this is such a good idea, especially for polygenic stuff like Amazon's. Mm Um, so that we'll be able to look at okay, this pairing makes this kind of stuff. This kind of pairing yes. makes this kind of stuff, and do the look at the breakdowns and everything. Um, but back then, they were talking about making a registry for Amazon Tribos to be able to look at all that sort of stuff. And I remember being they were because they were talking about categories, and they're like, okay, we're gonna have a a, a patternless category for all solid colored uh, patternless animals. We'll have a bicolor category for bicolor yes. animals, a tricolor, blah 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 blah, and then mm-hmm. they put everything else is gardens and i was like well why don't we have a halloween section because they have their own mm-hmm. trade name we know yeah. we all know what they look like and they're like well they're just gardens and i'm like if there's a difference between a bicolor color and, and a solid a solid, solid yeah. colored animal then there's enough difference for a <laughs> halloween and i got in a very heated 10 page argument with people yeah. on the amazon alliance about that and I'm still butthurt about it.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's it's funny you say that about like how people think that they're kind of just like, oh, you know, Halloween's. Because the last show that I just went to, right, I, I brought yeah. a couple of my babies with me. You know, the ones that I was willing to to give up. And uh, everybody, all these ball pythons, you know, because I was just putting my animals at other buddies' tables. All these mm-hmm. ball pythons and everyone wanted to see the Halloween. Mm-hmm. And a snake got stolen from our booth. get what snake it was? The Halloween. Bro, what? Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, but that's that's. But at the same time, it's like it sucks. But I risk it taking to those to those kind of things. So I'm like, okay, well, it is what it is. Maybe they just really needed the animal. It is what it is. As long as they could take care of this animal, you know. Like I would have gifted that animal to the right person, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it's just kind of shitty that, especially if people know me and they know how I am, that kind of stuff happens. But getting back to the Halloweens, man, it, we what we're trying to see is we're almost starting to think like just because we they're so common in the wild doesn't necessarily mean it's a normal, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it could actually be a recessive trait, but because it's so, uh, it, it, its ability to for cover and stuff in the wild is so great because it's dark color, mm-hmm. you know, that it could just there's no problem with it. So there's a lot of xanthics and anatheristic stuff in the wild naturally.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so we're trying to figure that out. We want to pull this stuff out, you know, and we don't just want to do one or two pairings. We want everybody to start working with us so that we can start really taking the time to learn these things. You read uh, Halloween to a yellow, right? And all the babies turn out yellow. And we keep seeing this pattern over and over again, consistently, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. or if you do it and then you start seeing some halloweens in there right then either it could be a het or it could be polymorphic so we're trying to to really pull it apart you know and because how many genes are already stacked in these animals that we don't even know because they're from a lot of them are from the wild so we're we need to dissect one thing at a time and it's going to take a long time but if people are willing to do that then we're going to see some, some cool stuff here soon.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: man. Absolutely. I really, I, I I love, and you've seen my, my little dark babies that I had. Yeah. Yeah. So the darkest, darkest one died, but the second darkest one has like a faint little orange line on it. Mm-hmm. That one's name is Oogie Boogie. Yeah. <laughs> Hell Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that that was named I named it after Rob Snake back in the day. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so here
1: for it. That's Weep. awesome. Uh we're gonna pause real quick, do a quick break for our sponsorship plug, and uh I wanna dive more into this genetic polygenic talk because that's yeah. what gets my wheels going. So we're we'll right yeah. a few minutes, guys. Black Box Cages, located in Beauford, Georgia, is your one stop shop for all of your caging and rack needs. Owners Jen and Clint are at the helm of this fantastic company. With one of the shortest lead times in cage and rack manufacturing, Black Box can satisfy anyone's needs. From baby racks to V70s, arboreal and terrestrial caging to deep-fronted bioactive enclosures. You can find everything you need right here. New enclosure sizes and products are added frequently to their availability, so be sure to check back often black box cages have tons of customizing options for lighting and heating. Along with that, cages and racks can be stacked with metal stacking dowels, and all cage joints are dadoed for improved durability and stability. Most cage units are flat packed, but are pre-assembled prior to shipping to ensure a solid build every time. The Micro, XC18, XT3, BioG and three-stack V70 ship assembled, and all other racks are shipped freight and assembled. The XR16 and XR20 model racks allow keepers to mix and match tubs. Fitting both Vision and Freedom Breeder tubs, you can mix the V15, V18, and V35S tubs, or the FB5, FB8, and FB35CVSC tubs. This kind of flexibility allows keepers to raise their animals from hatchling to a juvenile or subadult size before needing to upgrade into adult caging. Don't just take our word for it. Go to their website to see countless customer reviews and review videos from keepers all over. To learn more about Black Fox Cages, follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Black Box Cages, and of course their website, www.blackboxcages.com. Links to their socials and website will be available in the podcast description boom you guys know the deal go check out black, oh, yeah. black Cages. um go check them out for black friday they've got a little discount for black friday so go check Ooh. them out um and yeah just go get yourself a nice new cage because uh everybody needs a nice new cage especially if you're uh, yeah. is randy but now- <laughs> soon soon <laughs> but uh but heck yeah so back to back mm. to the genic mapping I- ideology. Yeah. I that really geeks me out I I think for me a lot a lot of my introduction into snake keeping and snake breeding and genetics of course there was ball pythons but uh I really came up as a colubrid keeper um my first mentors were colubrid keepers so that's just where I kind of gravitated towards and there's so many polygenic aspects to colubrids and it's interesting that those polygenic traits seemingly are very very easily accepted (laughs) right that community then you get into amazons and and people are like well i don't i don't know about this i don't know if we're willing to separate that much and it's like what what are you talking about right (laughs) yeah for real what are you talking about but i think the uh one of the biggest differences there with that particular example is you know Calubrids your your rate of turnover to to get your first clutch it's very yeah. fast like you know yeah, you, you're fast. talking a year and a half maybe two, two years, years. Yeah. whereas you know we all know amazon trebow is Three we're years putting years yeah we're putting in some years before we can maybe get a litter of you know anywhere from five to eight i know <laughs> if, if we're lucky, you know, if we're lucky. <laughs> like, like, yeah 18 months here's 15 eggs like, yeah. you know yeah. uh, so it's a lot it's a lot more challenging to see but uh, I like the fact that now there are enough people that are paying attention where we can spend that time and really say, okay, if we breed a garden to a yellow, what are we, what are we seeing? If we, yep. you know, if we do it to a bicolor, what are we seeing? A red, what are we seeing? You know, and really explore that because that's an element that until recently, nobody's really cared about, you know, yep. and I feel like especially true to industry form, as soon as a couple morphs hit the, the like, true genetic. More that carry over traditionally, people just go right to that, and they're like, "Well, I just got to plug it into as much as possible, and make some money, and, yeah. and go on to the next thing." And, uh, it, you know, I mean, like Rob and I talk about all the time. That's why we like Borneo so much because you,
0: mm-hmm. you, you
1: don't get that. <laughs> you know, yeah. you get a, a couple of those things, but you don't really get any of it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you so I
2: you get you don't throw a fit.
1: Exactly, <laughs> exactly, man. So yeah so I, I like the fact that there are people really trying to dive into this and and understand the genetics on a deeper level to it. you know, yeah. even if we never understand them hundred percent, just to get right, just to get a, a a data set where we can say, okay, theoretically, you should see blank. You can make yeah. an informed decision based on that kind of information. And, and I think you know at the end of the day, we all want to have some kind of idea of what's going on. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and it's going to start with the flashy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. With the reds. Yep. Oh, no. You there no. again? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, got freeze again.
1: A little bit. But you know what? I got to tell you, we've you had good? people freeze, and the freeze, the All frozen right. face that is <laughs> is horrible. What, the two frozen. <laughs> Great. They've been yeah. Like he's he's perfect, like perfect frozen face. <laughs> Both. <laughs>
0: times. I don't know how you've done that, but kudos to you, man. He's like <laughs> I'm, I'm handsome. I'm debonair. I'm all right. that there is. <laughs> oh man! Look, a third one. <laughs> a third freeze,
1: and he's just smiling. That's that's some wholesome Wi-Fi bullshit for, <laughs> for all of you out there. <laughs> wow a, this is great this is wonderful if you uh if you are listening to the audio only version of this please <laughs> refer yeah please hop
0: over to youtube
1: and watch this man
0: freeze in the most spectacular ways possible <laughs> it's like an abercrombie model he's got the smile he's just like oh man
1: that's that's wonderful okay we're gonna we're gonna Got add you, Randy. Look at old Randy's face. All right, <laughs> it's perfect. All right, there's it, it? gone.
2: Are we good? It was perfect. For, I'm like a third one, and you're just <laughs> chilling. <laughs> I just, I said I'm gonna get out and come back in. Hopefully that helps. So
0: yeah. <laughs> All right,
2: oh. but anyways,
1: <laughs> that's great.
0: All right, okay, I need a, an honest opinion because What's this up? gets people in the Amazon tribo of world very heated. Very heated. Gulf Coast, okay. leucistics. What do you think of the leucistic Amazon tribo is Because all these hardcore Amazon people are like, It's stupid! Amazon tribos have color! That's the only reason they're cool and you're taking away the only reason they're cool!
2: I think a white Amazon trio would be phenomenal. But I think we have to look at a lot of other species that have produced white snakes and realize that sometimes other problems kind of arise mm-hmm. with the genetics. So we need to figure that out. We don't know if that's the case or not yet. You know, there is an all white carpet python. We don't know that route, do we? Yeah, you know what I mean? Dead. <laughs> it's and that's this, That's what we're talking about. So we, we want to see a healthy white Amazon tree boa and it's going to be amazing and especially if we could refine it and maybe get some of that freckling out and stuff too i think it'll be phenomenal like an all white or an all black amazon tribo like who wouldn't freaking want that
0: all the people who say that they're hardcore amazon people (laughs) i don't know i think they're freaking cool i even like the ones with the freckles because i think it adds a little bit of personality i'm like you look like like you got just sprinkles on you you look amazing gray spots
2: yeah i mean i like all of them like it's an amazon Trubo, you know i like i really like all of them but um i i think a lot of work needs to to work with those um i don't know if chris McQuaid is still doing that or i know dateness is planning on still working on it yeah so hopefully he can kind of give us some insight into that and i really am crossing my fingers because i'd love to see a white tree bow man i'd mm-hmm. i'd snatch one up right away but i'm got i'm kind of letting other people work with that project you know i don't have any leopards yet either um, i love
0: leopards
2: <laughs> i do i do like leopards but i didn't want to have just like another quote unquote garden project like Halloween, Mm -hmm. you know, because I don't have so much space. So uh, I said, you know, if, if leopard is reproducible, and you can make colors with it, I might have to jump into that. But I don't know if it is yet. Uh, There's been some evidence to show that it's possible, but we don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Have you did you did you guys see what Cody Joe produced up in Canada? oh my god yeah yeah Yeah. so i mean when we're seeing stuff like that it's hard not to kind of look into it a little deeper and we have to you know with polygenic stuff and it could be both you know some Mm -hmm. of it could just be crazy varieties of you know genetics and it's we're just seeing that expressed differently so true Yeah, true. When I first saw that litter, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to spend all of my money. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know he's not going to sell anything, you know. Like I told okay. that kid, I said, man, he's he knows what he's doing. He he produced um, uh, Molinas, too. Really? Oh, hey. yes, yes,
0: yes. I did see that. That was
2: yep, awesome. Yep, yep, yep. So, you know, that, that guy knows what he's doing. I think he has a reptile shop up there, and, and he has some pretty – kick-ass animals you know it's not just kind of the generic stuff you see all the time so i love seeing that man like people are always mm-hmm. like why don't you work with ball pythons they were they're worth so much money and it's like i never got into these animals for business you know that's why i work construction yep. uh, these these animals actually help with my anxiety and, and stuff like that you know like i have to get away from the real world uh, and this is the place where i do it mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah, huh? yeah. Uh, when I saw those baby uh, yellows, the little Varanus Molinas, dude, yeah. I was like, it's happening. It's yeah. happening. I've been telling people for like the last like six years that as soon as people start breeding Molinas in captivity, gonna those are going to be way more popular than, than water, monitors. water monitors and yep. all the other shit because mm-hmm. it's like they're more yellow yep. than coming eye. I don't care what people say, they're more yellow than coming eye. They can Media be, yeah. Been, brighter colors you can get there is variety in how they look as adults right they are and they're not huge so you no. can have one in a smaller setting they're just like they're everything that you want and they're just smart enough mm-hmm. where you can befriend them because yeah some of the other stuff it's like really hard to gain their trust but yeah, from the molinas that i worked stuff. with yeah yeah, f- yeah. from the molinas that i worked with you can actually gain their trust if you yep. put in a little bit of effort so yep. when i saw that i was like yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. where it's
2: at. i've yeah. kept molina's before you know i actually have the one that that i purchased i, I wanted it close still so i'm like i want you to buy this <laughs> <laughs> i don't have room but i want you to buy this <laughs> <laughs> you know
0: <laughs>
1: yeah yeah, oh, when, yeah. I first, when i first saw the pictures of that i, I was like i was like rob <laughs> rob it's yeah. happening it's, it's happening, happening. Yeah. we used to talk yeah. about it all the time and when we would get especially when we get Incident nerd, we're like, we should we should maybe hold maybe, some of these back, raise some of oh. these up,
2: but and he wasn't into it.
1: No, I mean he's just got uh, so much in, in Salvatore. It, it was yeah, it was just like, oh, you know, it's cage space for you know and when I, mean, I
2: you'd think he'd want to dabble with one or two pairs just in case. I mean, there's uh, what I always tell people is especially with these larger animals, you know, who knows what's what our future holds with some of this stuff, and we gotta be realistic and yeah you know as much as we love seeing these animals it realistically a lot of a lot of people can't keep them correctly you know right um and, and i just i like to see right by the animals so yeah you never know you know like to have smaller and that's why people always they're like man you're a big guy like i'm hundred fifty 250 pounds my animals are small like even fish tanks that i keep the the fish are small you know uh <laughs> and it's i like that i like to be able to have a smaller animal in a in a larger enclosure it's just i don't know it makes me feel better about myself i guess <laughs> you know <laughs> like but
1: i mean i i think you know with, with kev's case too the other thing that was intriguing him was he started doing a lot more with locality stuff so he started mm-hmm. working just the different localities of Salvatore, yeah. that stay smaller. So it was like, ah, I don't need to work with a smaller species. That, that makes sense. Smaller yeah. localities. So it's like, ah, I get it. But yeah, I think, I think seeing the this first gen captain, mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to set up something great, you know. Yeah, man.
2: Like the monitors, the only monitors that I keep right now are uh, Priscinas, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to, I want to breed them maybe once or twice and then. Probably not anymore. I'm not a monitor breeder, you know, Yeah, it's a lot of work and I, it's not like snakes. They, they could tear each other up and they go, the females go through so much stress and, you know, and they can get egg bound if they're too young. I mean, like snakes can too, but it just seems like it's a little bit more stressful on them. So, you know, I started with a 1.2 and I, I have a pair left and it just sucks because you raise them from babies, you know, and everything's perfect, and you pair them, and the stress from breeding alone could do that,
0: you know. Yep, yeah, that's so. what happened to my fucking becari, my black tree oh, monitors. I, I, I want black
2: trees, but <laughs> I,
0: you know, I'm like, I don't have the room yeah (laughs) i i kind of made a decision now that like if i get any monitors in the future i'm i'm holding out to get a bell's face lace because what i've wanted since i was a little kid and i just i'm like i'll put a lot of time and make it a nice big enclosure and And build a relationship with it and that'll be my one i mean i really love kimberly rock monitors i Mm -hmm. love Pilbara rock monitors i love the black tree monitors but like I couldn't see having more than like one or maybe two monitors. They're just so care intensive. They just need attention. They just need like the snakes do not need attention like a monitor does. What (laughs) I need, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because
2: I have a big eight foot cage in my garage that I built for a pair of Savannah monitors because no one's breeding those. So I'm like, I'm gonna breed them, and I got them to breed. Right, I got them to breed. Everything was going through the motions. The female, she was like. I raised them both up from babies. So their weight was adequate. The female was nice and small. Uh, She was about four years old. Um, But as soon as he started breeding her, because she was always the aggressive one, you know, Mm -hmm. but after she finally started accepting him, um, you know, I came back from the zoo one day and he was upside down with part of his face crushed, you know, Mm because she killed him. Yep. Yep. And I was, I was like, I can't do this. So I hit up Jay from JCLC reptiles and he's actually breeding Savannah monitors. And I said, Hey dude, uh, if you could use this female, I, I, I tried my best to, you know, raise her adequately with, with dubias and, and, and light lean food. Uh, and he took a look and he's like, yeah, man, send her over. So, you know, he's doing his thing and I have an empty cage and I'm like, uh, uh, you know, <laughs>
0: yeah Yeah. we had a dude who came to nerd who bred savannas and i was like no you did come on you didn't breed savannas and he shows me the pictures of like the eggs and the incubation and them hatching out and i was like dude that is the coolest fucking thing that's so that's so awesome oh i i can't remember his name i i thought the guy's name was tim Okay, but I, I follow him on Instagram, so I'll have to see if I can find his account and then I'll send it yeah. to you because yeah. he had he literally had documentation of everything from breeding to egg laying, everything. I was yeah. like, dude, that is really cool. And he's like, yeah, no one's really breeding them, so I was just like, I really want to see if I could do it. And yeah. he's like, I did it.
2: Well, I remember when Kevin was going through his little phase too because I was watching all those clips and stuff, and that really like, okay, he's doing it like this. But, you know, in my head, I'm like, maybe you should do it like that. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it like this, you know, because he just had that huge group in there. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if they are like that in the wild. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm.
0: I think that honestly, one of the, sorry, one of the most,
2: I built a cage. I just want to say that it had, it was five, four and a half feet tall, but a foot and a half to two foot was just for soil. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, no, no, it's all good. I was just going to say that one of the most important things that I can, if I was going to stress anything to people who are trying to breed monitors that are a little bit more tricky to breed or like stuff that's not Ackies um, (laughs) is is, uh, get ultrasounds because I cannot tell you how, like just working at nerd and just seeing Mm -hmm. the cycles of how females uh, go and how they react to males being in their space and all this different yes, stuff. Dude. If you have got an ultrasound, you can predict what's going to happen because anytime that we would be like, Oh, this female's like kind of close and uh, to, to being receptive follicle wise. Yeah. And we put her in with a male If she was on the smaller side, she would go right after him and go yeah, like, you know, care. go. they yeah. don't care. They'll hurt him. They yes. want to hurt him. But yeah. as soon as they reach that like critical point, you can introduce them and everything goes yeah. fine. But it's mm-hmm. like, I've noticed that if you are outside of that window, females, female monitors are ruthless and They're they ruthless, will just man. really, it's mm-hmm. very easy for them to hurt each other because of their yeah. teeth, their claws, just their They're design. Strong.
2: They're yeah. strong, you know, so and they can yeah. do some damage, you know? So it's yeah. just kind of that like lesson learned thing, you know, and, and we move on and it was tough, you know? And I was just like, it was, it was, my son's, you know, he named him Biggie, and then the females' names was Smalls. <laughs> so, you know, Biggie passed away, and and my buddy is, uh, he's he's preserving him for him for my son. You know, he's putting cool. him in like a little glass globe for cool. him and stuff. So, cool. Yeah, hey, that's part. And I try to teach my kids. That's part of the hobby. You know, um, my my kids. They love my animals, but this is like my thing, you know? Yeah. But I mm -hmm. said, hey, if you guys want your own animals, I want you to do your own research and tell me about the animals you want to keep and how to keep them. And then we'll go from there. And they started to do it. And now I'm like, okay, slow down. You don't need that many animals.
0: (laughs) 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 Who are you? You You're like, listen, I know that you're my kids, but you need to slow down a second.
2: Yeah. And Rob, you'll love this. My son Landon, you know, he's my younger son. I have uh three boys, and uh he came up and he's like, Dad, I want a tarantula. And I'm like, Oh okay yes! let's And go! I'm like, but I feel like so big, I can't feel like such a hypocrite by saying no to a spider when I have all these snakes, you know. I'm like, Okay, <laughs> well we'll let's do some research and find the one. <laughs> he's like, I already want a Mexican redney, and I'm like, Well, you can't really hold the I mean you can, but you sh- it's not a good hairs. Course. You don't yeah. want hairs. <laughs> And, uh, so, you know, I took him over to, to spider shop and, uh, you know, he was selling a whole bunch of stuff and he walked Landon through it and he picked his own spider and man, he was obsessed, you know, and then he got, you know, tailless whip, scorpion, and all Mm -hmm. this other stuff. And, and I was a black beauty stick bug. He just likes that kind of stuff. And I'm like, okay, I need to help. Even though it's not my thing, that's his thing. And I, that's what I try to do for my kids. You know, if it's sports or if it's art or music or whatever, if I see them start to excel, I want to help push them, you know. Hell
0: yeah! As much Hell as yeah! Possible. Yeah, dude, that's, that's awesome. badass. I'm yeah. just saying, spiders are incredible, and there's so Beautiful. many cool ones. I'm just yeah. saying.
2: No, I, I'm like trying to show my son, like this is how you hold it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, you know, like, <laughs> uh, and I'm in the bathroom over the tub, with over the, the tub, going like- a towel down. I'm like. <laughs> Okay, this is how you do it. No big deal. I'm like sweating. Like why why am I such a pussy? God dang it. You know? <laughs> like I that hold all day long. And just oh yeah. He has a Texas brown or something like that. Yeah, uh, he, a Yes, and he loves that thing.
0: Dude, those are great yeah. tarantulas. They're really chill. So yeah, absolutely. Yep. That's cool as hell.
2: I, I let that's him hold awesome. he holds it all the time and you know feeds it and and he's like hey dad it's not eating and i'm like well it's, it might be and why don't you research I, that you know rate
0: a molt. yep and that's
2: that's what he's like oh okay okay <laughs> but it's it's cool to see them go through those kind of things because you know I, hell yeah it, it's stuff that you might be kind of like jaded to because you know like we've been in this industry for a while and uh, you know, that kind of stuff. I want to see the fancy stuff, you know, like even the spiders. Mm. I was like, what about this Versa color? You know, like what about <laughs> this? You know, and He's like, well, I want one like this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, this is a thing.
0: yeah. So, I like it. Hey, hey man, that, that's that's awesome. That's cool as hell. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All <laughs> right.
1: So we're uh, we just passed our hour mark, which is no big right. course. Uh, so. Randy, you know the deal. Hopefully, you know the deal by now. Ask our guests one final culminating question. What's that? So that question is, uh, what in the realm of reptiles, be it something in your own collection, something you've seen online, somebody else's place, whatever, what in the realm of reptiles has you excited about reptiles right now?
2: Amazon Trubos, hands down. Woo! And <laughs> where they're going, man, like, we're getting good people starting to work with them, like, you guys got to get Noah Ingram on here, too. That guy Hell is yeah. pretty soon he's going to have the ability to have like 20 to 30 litters a year if he wants to, you know, like it, it, it'll get serious, but we we need the hobby to kind of have that desire so that there's that demand there too, so that we can keep breeding these animals uh, and everybody can enjoy them, you know? And and if people think they're so bitey, man, like I try to show videos all the time, like they're not that bad. You just, you really have to be slow with them because they're nervous. Like, Mm -hmm. and, and the nervous animals are going to be the quickest, to respond, you know, because they want to get the hell out of there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll I'll keep doing more videos where I keep showing people like, hey, you know, if you just kind of go in slow, don't go over them, don't push in their face. Like Mm -hmm. it's like a a micro scrub, you know, like a little like you just (laughs) you can even do the dance and raise it above your head. And and that kind of calms them down. A lot of those the same techniques work with the Amazons.
0: Yeah, yeah, dude, they're freaking awesome. And and honestly, as we get further into captive breeding, we're going to see less and less defensive behavior from them because of of the captive bred ones that I've seen. You get so many more that are just like you can Mm -hmm. just reach in and pick them up and set up dance and all that sort of stuff.
2: I have more that I could reach in and pick up than ones that I I don't, you know, Mm -hmm. the ones that I don't. It's like two wild caught ones that I got from cam like back in the day that I am using to like kind of out, outcross stuff, you know, right. Yeah. You know, strengthen some
0: of these bloodlines, maybe produce something myself. So hell yeah. We'll see. All right, man. So if people want to find out more about you and see some of your pictures of your Amazons and Dominican yeah, reds man. and all that sort of stuff. Where should they follow you?
2: Uh, please follow me on Instagram. You know, that's really where I do all my snake stuff. My, my Facebook is mainly for like close family and friends. Like I have like a collection of people that try to add me on Facebook. And I, if I haven't talked to you before, like I probably won't add you on Facebook unless I know you're like an Amazon tree guy or something like that, you know, then I might be like, okay, this guy's tried to add me twice. I'll just accept it, <laughs> but Instagram is where I prefer everyone to go. I'm more active on my uh, Instagram with reptile stuff.
0: Uh, what's your Instagram?
2: Uh, it's you can go to uh, it's Randall Pegues. Uh It's two L's my for my middle initial R A N D L uh, R A N D A L L P G U E S. So and I, I have my name. My last name is the hardest one to spell. It's on the screen down here. So just type my last name in Instagram, you'll find me.
0: Hell yeah, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Right, uh, this has been me, awesome. Man. We need to we need to do a part two because I'm not I'm done true. ranting about Amazon Tribos. <laughs> Hell
2: yeah, man. I love it. I love it. Anytime. <laughs>
0: Hell Sweet. yeah.
1: Sweet. Good talking Thank to you, you guys, man.
0: Yeah, man. Hope man. you have a nice night. You too. Later, guys. See ya.